Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Once airborne, we'll let you know when you may use approved electronic devices, but note that some items may not be used. All right, welcome back for another episode of the Copper Cast with the President VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the President Logan. Got my co-host, Ricky Et Dog VP Etridge. Welcome to the show. Welcome, Et Dog. Uh, how are you today, Rift? Um, same as I was last time I spoke to you, mate. Pretty good. Uh, good to hear. Good to hear. I just thought the, the, the pair that may not have tuned in Monday night might not know how you're going. So, yeah. <laughs> Wednesday night. Oh, sorry, oh, I don't even know what day it is anymore. I always track of days when we record so early, so far in advance. Yeah, I, mate, I lose track of days every day I wake up. What, what day is it? Uh, shit, did I put the bins out? Um, mate, it was, even, it was even worse when there was no footy on. Actually, yeah. no, it didn't make a difference because footy was on every day of the week, so you're like... Yeah, well, that's what stuffed me is footy being on all these different days of the week. Um, you know, NFL's back. We're enjoying the NFL, but I've been... Yeah, sucker and wake up early on a Monday and start watching games. And so then it feels like that was a Sunday and not really a Monday. And it just throws me all out of whack, especially when I've got so much to do in my daily life, you know, there's so much going on. So I'm not going to lie, it wasn't for me uh, being an essential worker down here. I reckon I'd be exactly the same. Last year when I'd done my Achilles, if it wasn't for uh, training, I'm still getting to look down to footy, the footy copper training and game days, I would have no idea what day anything was. It's like that Christmas period. That time is when you finish work with Christmas and like New Year's Day. Yeah. Every day, every day is a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird when people are working through that time because you're like, nah, nobody works through Christmas. And yeah, once my missus started working, she had to work through all those days. It's just through, yeah. So I've... I've, I'll put my hand up to that for my, my work this year. But there's a method to my madness, mate. So I work my days off. Because obviously I said I'm my Achilles last year, so I don't have that many days I need to leave built up. Work across Christmas, Super Bowl week off. Yeah. Good move, good move. <laughs> well, my, my wife can say Super Bowl week doesn't go for one day. I'm like, yeah, but you got the Super Bowl Monday. And I'm like, I'm going to need Tuesday to recover. And I've also just put in for uh, annual leave for the Monday after grand final day. So... And, well, because we're not going to get to do Pet Dog's grand final day, hopefully by Super Bowl, we can do something even bigger and better than what we usually do for Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I said to um, Kelly on whatever day it was, I think it might have been yesterday, um, I'm like, oh, it's, it's such a shame because I was just starting to get to the point of the grand final day where I'm like, I can just start, start pulling the reins in a little bit. But, okay, 
the day itself now is what everyone comes for, not the decorations and the food and this and that. But now we've had one year off. I've got to literally go back to the first year and just this. I'm like, I've got to throw party poppers and all this other stuff for the, the welcome back party. You know, I'm like, it's gone from having the chance to just settle it down. Everyone's coming just to drink the beer and watch the footy. Now it's like there's going to be fireworks going off at night. And the, it also doesn't help when we take all these clubs around the world and they've got these massive parties. And I'm like, nah, I need a bedroom. Yeah. You send the great Gatsby? I have a grand final version of that at my house next year. <laughs> Sounds sounds good. Yeah. We've just got to live vicariously through all the clubs in Europe that are going to have great grand while if if the places yeah, that can really. can can get to pubs and stuff, they'll be able to have a good good night out. Um, well, day out because it'll be at a better time for them, and, and the Americans are going to have to have it the raw end of the deal for once this time. The Europeans yeah. are going to enjoy it the the one year. But all right, so we are going to. Ah, it's Wednesday. Oh, podcast recommendations, mate. You're right. Bit how of goddamn respect on this. Stuff. How could I forget? Uh, so, right. so, I'm obviously going to give you two. <clears throat> I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you three. So, two podcasts and one sort of web show, if you will. So, the web show, if you will, is uh, actually a Facebook live. Um, video chat thing um, by AFL Asia hosted by a previous guest of the show, Matty Gale um, from Osaka and they do, I think it's How Good's Footy in Asia and where they chat to uh, people involved in um, Asian footy uh, on their show on Facebook. I don't, I don't think they've done it for the last couple of weeks but they're doing it regularly. Our Cobra Cast number one fan, Jakey Barron Norris was on there and uh, you can go back to AFL Asia's Facebook page, you go to their videos and everything's there. It's uh, quite insightful and pretty much what we do, but just chatting to people within their region. Um, it's unfortunate that no one wants to invite us on a podcast about AFL footy in, or Aussie rules footy in Melbourne, but eh, yeah. they're lost. Actually, I, shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that. We have been on a couple of podcasts and I did uh, have... Uh, a couple of podcasts reach out to me this week asking for the, uh, the boys in the Cobra cast to jump on board. So, you know, let's watch this space. We, we may be uh, featuring a few more podcasts in the coming months. Uh, but the, the two podcasts I'm going to recommend, and one of them's, one, one of them's you know, second time up. It's, you know, um, the first podcast, and just be very, very careful the name of this podcast. You don't want to be searching... The wrong thing. The podcast is called Two Guys, One Cup. Let's be very careful. That's Two Guys, One Cup. So that's uh, hosted by Will Anderson. Um, it's a, It was because they were hosted by St Kilda and a Western Bulldogs fan. So you know, obviously two guys, only one cup each in their history. Uh, since then, the Doggies had won the premiership. So that's a bit hard to change the name once you've hit, you know, made a good podcast. Um, so that's a, that's a rip and listen. And then I'm going to give Junk Time, uh, junk time Podcast another shout out. You know, if, you, if you want to go, if you want, if you, if you want a podcast for your statistics and real in-depth analysis of footy, do not go to this podcast. <laughs> if, you, if you want a podcast for that, you know, stalk young pies and whatnot, this is the podcast for you. And uh, just a bit of a disclaimer, the Cobra Cast do not 
condone any actions taken on that podcast towards umpires. We respect their umpires here. But uh, the reason I'm giving them both a nice shout-out today is because they've actually, they normally do a grand final, uh, they have the grand final live podcast, which unfortunately can't happen this year. So they've just released the Zoom uh, podcast day after. So 15 bucks, jump around that and for, for a good listen and a good laugh. Um, but other than that, mate, yeah, so Junk Time Pod, two guys and one cup. Not the other one, two guys and one cup. And how good's footy in Asia? Yep. Well, sounds good. So Will Anderson is two guys, one two cup. guys and one cup. Yep. And yeah. Charlie, I've can't, I've gone blank on his last name. And then um, junk time is a couple of comedians, Michael Chamberlain and Adam Rosenbachs. Rosenbachs. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm actually pretty sure Rosenbachs caught wind of nothing's better than playing at home as well. Actually, I think I feel like he did share something on Twitter back in late March. So. Bit of a bit of a tie there, yeah, no. but again, again, if you want your you want your statistics and real in depth analysis, do not go to that podcast. Okay. Trust me. Right. Want to piss yourself laughing? Go right there. Yep. All right, but where we're going right now is back over to Germany. We're going to a place called Leipzig, and the team that's just starting up over there—they're just getting it, getting off the ground, and they've. Did they get to play a couple of games or a little bit of a game I, in the in the festival of football I, or some of the no, girls I'm maybe? Not, I, no, I'm not sure in the festival of football because the fact that obviously the German got uh, pulled short, pulled out pretty quickly, uh, early. But I feel like as we spoke to Emily, they had played a game in another country. I feel like they had travelled somewhere. Yeah, well, hopefully they've got to play some footy and they get, you know, they're only fresh, they're only starting out. So they're the Leipzig walkers. And like you said, we was chatting to Emily. Um, so this is, you know, one of those ones where we're speaking to a club that's just getting started and just finding their feet and getting things going. So, um, and if my, if my memory serves me correctly, she actually played for Edinburgh, who's our guest on Monday night. Um, possibly, I can't I f- really I, I feel like over. I feel like we recorded these in the same night and it come up in the conversation. Oh, it was my research trying to find yep. out about. And now, if my memory serves me correctly, which it never really does, <laughs> um, there's a little connection back to our league in the Southern Football League with the Quokkas because they were donated some jumpers from the... Uh, the Caulfield Bears, the famous home of uh, the one and only suburban footballer. Another one that uh, has ties to nothing better than playing at home. Yeah, yeah. And also, it does remind me that you uh, just happened to get his book there for uh, Father's Day. I did, my and I did. It sits right here on my, at, the, at the desk. And we hadn't Once. actually got your review of it yet. Oh, yeah. So, I have given it a good read. So, you, you finished hilarious. it? You finished it? I'm getting close to, getting close to. I, in between recording podcasts, mate, I don't really have much time to go to talk, do I? <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm about two chapters off, mate. But I, I knew we were chatting, uh, doing the intro today. So I've got to find something to bring to Rifty that, that he understands. So I'm going to read you a little, a quick little bit from the book. So uh, it's a chapter called "The Volunteers," uh, the president, and so. Uh, for example, being the president, you tell me if this is true. Being the president of a local footy club is perhaps the most thank- thankless task on the planet. He could double the number of registered juniors, get a grant from the local government to get an extension of the club rooms, 
get the club back in the black after being over a hundred thousand dollars in debt and win three flags win three flags yet everyone at the club thinks he's an asshole because he put the price of vb count up 10 cents that is like there's never been a more <laughs> truer statement ever said like that's it's 100 percent fact um it uh yeah I've got to get myself a copy of the book. That's for sure. Um, it's, it's, it's a good read, mate. I've smashed through it. It's, um, it's a funny read. It's, it's right up to suburban football. There's other things in there just resonate me with me so much about reserves and hitting the tinnies nice and early and getting rub downs at training and you know the uh, recovery Sundays being you know, KFC and stuff like that and watching footy for 10 hours not the beach or anything like that so but no good read i do recommend uh yeah the, the suburban footballer and if you want to get a copy of the book head to his page we'll share the link to his page and just follow his page anyway if you're not going to even buy his book follow his page because he's pretty bloody funny um he, he put up puts up some good content um i'm oh, sorry he'd done a post uh, after Pendles played in his, uh, his big milestone game and, and they had all the, all the blokes that put up one word, uh, you know, the, the one word that comes to mind with Pendles. And so he had his own one. And uh, safe to say, there's only a couple of the words that I could actually share on here without, without you know, so thief, tosser, oh, okay. jerk, flog, wanker, tight, unfit, creep. Shit scared, wanker, and then there's yeah, the rest of them I can't share without. <laughs> so they're all the all the things that come to mind uh, when teammates think of uh, old Tommy there, the suburban footballer. So um, he's he's good for a laugh, and he, he oh, I'm gonna have to get my hands on the book as well. Uh, it is a good. It's a great read, mate. I do highly recommend it. Uh, my bag is I got a book for Christmas. I asked for a book for Christmas. I want this book for Christmas. Haven't touched it. I get this book Father's Day. It was finished within two weeks. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right. Well, let's get into this one. Emily with the Leipzig Quokkas. And that's another week, uh, week done for us. We'll catch you next week with whoever we got next week. Um, yeah. Good question. Don't I? Oh, enjoy this one. Catch ya. All right. So today we would like to welcome the founder of the Leipzig Quokkas, Emily Flanagan. Thanks for joining us. Yo. Um, all right. So Leipzig Quokkas in Germany. Um, and how did you get involved and in, or found the club over there? Um, there, when I was moving to Germany, I sort of looked up, there's like an AFL women's uh, in Germany WhatsApp group, so I got in touch um, and then um, they sort of said there's nothing really going on near you, uh, so I went and played a game up with the Hamburg Dockers for a bit, but that was like a five-hour train ride. And then I found this WhatsApp group, this like football in Leipzig WhatsApp group, so I just sort of joined and was like, hey, and nothing was really happening, but... I went for a kick with uh, two, three other people um, just before lockdown. And then that sort of stemmed from there. And then I was like, okay, let's get some more people down. So we decided we had to sort of create an identity and kind of create a club. And then, yeah, that's what happened. Oh, very nice. So you've only just started the club. How, how have you um, 
got have you played any games yet or is this was this supposed to be the first season uh yeah this is definitely the first season we only sort of established the club in like uh April, <laughs> like kind of like during lockdown times. Um, we, we had a few kickabouts beforehand, which was really good. Um, and then it's just, yeah, sort of stemmed from there. We've had a few friendlies, but more us joining in with other teams rather than playing as the Cockers um, just yet. But we're hoping to have a game um, next month and maybe playing as the Cockers, but we'll see what our numbers are like. Well, fingers crossed you do. Now, the Quackers, that's one of the – we love unique names here. When we come across clubs with unique names, jumpers, logos, we are massive fans. And the Quackers is the first Quackers we've ever come across. How did yes. that? Why did you come up with that name and what was the pro, thought process behind it? Uh, well, our coach, um, Brendan, and I come from Perth, Australia. Um, so a quokka is a very unique animal that is only off uh, Rottnest Island, which is a, an island off the coast of, of Western Australia. And I don't really know how it happened. We, were on, we went to Berlin to play the Berlin Crocs for hosting an um, Australian bushfire tournament. So we went just to um, a single place to help out. And there was like, and there's four Aussies and a German. And on the Flix bus on the way home, we were experimenting with names and Quokka got brought up and then the Quokka selfie. Uh, and then it stuck from there. No, I love it. When I come across the Quokkas, I was like, that is a great name. And now we've learned speaking to clubs all around the world that the Australian language can sometimes be a bit of a barrier as it is the Australian lingo. How many European people and German people, they can't be like quokkas, like struggle to even pronounce it and know exactly even know what it is. Yeah, exactly. But I think that makes it a little bit more intriguing as well. They're just like, what's a quokka? And then we're like, oh, look at our Instagram page. Look at our Facebook page. Join our club. So, and I'm the quokka selfie, everybody loves one. I'm not going to lie to you. I had to actually look and see what a quokka was. I have no idea what the hell that is. So even someone in Australia... I didn't even know what it was. The, the little very... It's like a wallaby, apparently. The rats don't call it a rat. It said it's a small, it's it's a small rat, wallaby, they... it said. Yeah, yeah, it's all wallaby. And we're a bit concerned because they don't look the toughest. So we were a bit like, can we name, like, after a small mouse field? But you know what? They pack a punch. So uh, you, you've made your logo look tough. So you've done yeah. well there. You, so how did you decide on the logo and the colors of the club and your club mm -hmm. jumper from what I can see on your Facebook it's obviously been sent across to you from I'm assuming the Caulfield Bears yeah well done yeah um so the uh, the logo first of all um because I guess we're a really beginner club and have no money um I just had a mate that I played um footy with back in Scotland and he's a designer so I kind of just in um he was furloughed so I'm like if you're bored <laughs> yeah and you would like to so shout out, shout out to Cammy thank you so much for designing our um, our logo and he yeah he did a really good job made it kind of cross the colors of Leipzig um are yellow or gold and blue so that's like the state's um or the city's colors and then we've always kind of like maroon um to add it in the mix I think they match quite well and then the Crawford Bears, I just found this guy in Leipzig that had this kit. <laughs> so we will eventually, hopefully, once we've raised some funds and grabbed a sponsor, be able to get our own kit. Yeah, I uh, 
when I was searching through your Facebook, I seen the Caulfield strip and we play in the same league as Caulfield. So that's how I actually knew the jumper. Now, you mentioned about when you played footy back in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I believe you played for the Edinburgh Bloods. Well done. You have done your research. <laughs> uh, well, we actually literally about 10 minutes before you jumped on, got off having interviewing Edinburgh Bloods. So I thought that was actually pretty cool. That is, that's a very good, I actually trained with them last weekend. I went back to Scotland for, um, for a week and then, yeah, I went to training with them. They're an amazing, amazing team. All right. So this episode is literally going to come out straight after the Edinburgh one. Mm-hmm. Can you confirm there was a guy there wearing a mouth guard at training, even though they're social distancing? Yeah. Fraser was wearing a mouth guard. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, but yes. you could like fall over and hurt yourself. <laughs> Like the other day training, I need a ball into my face and it bloody hurt. (laughs) I I, I was never doubting him, but I'm just like, he couldn't have... Who did you doubt to from the blood? uh, Chris. Yeah. So I didn't doubt him, but I'm like, I just need confirmation that this is true because it's just... That's uh, too perfect. It is. Too perfect. And um, speaking of wearing mouth guards and and Caulfield Bears, uh, we have a... Famous Caulfield Bear player over in in Melbourne, uh, Tommy Seagate, the uh, suburban footballer. So you might have to, when you get your new jumpers redesigned, you might have to get the uh, the suburban footballer to chuck on a Quokka's jumper and, and promote you guys over here for a bit, I think. That's amazing. We might be able to help you out. We'll uh, mm. try and hit up the suburban footballer for you. Yeah, suburban footballer was a big part of our Nothing's Better Than Playing at Home campaign that we started at the start of lockdown. So I'll reach out to Tommy yeah, and see... Uh, what he can do, he might even, <clears throat> because he, he literally wears a Caulfield Bear jumper in all his skits and everything like that with a mouth guard and a helmet. Okay. So, so I might he, even... Uh, he lives in it. He, he yeah. doesn't just wear it. He lives, so in, it. He lives in it. I might even, uh, might even reach out to him and see if he can do a little video for you guys. You know, a bit of a shout out to you. He's in what is the strip you guys currently wear as a bit of a way to yeah. throw in social yeah, media. Yeah, and for him as well. Yeah, something, something a bit cool to, you know, I know he's enjoying, I know he's, Bored shitless and looks of his social media at the moment, so I'm sure he'll be keen to do stuff. But, uh, anyway, anyway, Rift, yeah, go on to your next one, brother. Yeah, so how many players do you currently have and how have you gone about recruiting new players? Yeah, we have about 18. Um, it has been summer and so the coach and I, were both teachers, so we have been travelling a little bit um, over the summer, so it has maybe slipped off a little bit, but 18 is the biggest we've had down. Um, recruiting wise, I'm, it's just always in my head everywhere we are. I'm just like, heard of AFL football. So we use Facebook, Instagram, uh, internationals is another app. Um, one time I found two of the players from Tinder. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> I love it. So it's just oh. Constantly always on my mind of like, was heard it? of Australian rules football. Fancy was it called Bear gym. Trap, was it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the bear chat would have somehow bear chat would have somehow body said his postcode to Germany somehow. <laughs> He's a master at that app at the moment. But um, that's a very unique way to recruit players. Yeah. But even uh, you know, you are trying to start up a new club, and and we have at, we're at a club that's about to celebrate sixty years in two years' time. But even us. Yeah. We see anyone that looks half athletic. We're like, hey, do you play footy? Do you want to come down and have a kick? So it's always on our mind too. So um, it's good to see that you're 
even using some innovative ways to to recruit <laughs> players, and we might have to get. Reg, we might have to get a few boys on grinder. <laughs> <laughs> grinder, yeah, we'll get some ladies on Tinder to help us out. But uh, either way, yeah, I think I'd rather see our boys go on grinder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a few that have put their hand up for it. But anyway, um, but how has all this sort of COVID and and the lockdowns and all that affected and, and uh, you know hindered your plans for this year? Yeah, well, I mean, it would have been amazing to compete in the league this year. I don't, I don't actually know if we would have been ready, but we could have gone to the matches, like introduced the players to the game because most of them have never really seen a game of footy. So it would have been great for them to experience what it's like. So I, last week or two weekends ago, we took um, the team to Dresden, which is like our closest team. And some of our boys paid for the, the Dresden Wolves, uh, which was good. And other, other members were just a bit like, this is football. Unfortunately, one guy broke his hip in the first like the first quarter, um, yeah. which was not good publicity um, for us. I think he's okay, but um, we actually I organised a friendlies match after that, and um, like mixed teams and just like limited tackling, and they were a bit hesitant, but they all played, so I was like super proud of them. So it would have been great to like compete in the league or just be involved in the league, um, but obviously that was cancelled. Um, but where there's Europe's having the Festival of Footy um, that's happening on 26th of September and they've asked um, Leipzig to host the women's tournament. So if Corona is still okay, then hopefully um, we'll be able to get get that game in. But we're all ready for next next season. Yeah, I did see that get posted uh, during the week about the the Festival of Football or sorry, whatever they've called it. yeah, it looks like a you know, good one, considering there wasn't many seasons getting played across Europe. It looks like a great initiative to uh, get some footy played. So, whereabouts have you guys been training? Yeah, we've just been training at the local park, Volks Park, um, which is not ideal. It's um, a few potholes near and there. So, it's um, on my agenda this week. I'm meeting with um, a, like a local touch rugby club to seeing um, where they're training. Maybe if we can sort of get a little affiliation with those guys and maybe having like an international kind of rules game um, and try and coach their players is <laughs> the hidden agenda. <laughs> no, so I, I know some of my guys like rugby as well. So, um, yeah, getting affiliations to different things, registering as a club, and then hopefully getting a playing ground which I'll need to find for this um, tournament that we're hosting. Well, I wish you luck because I don't think that's... I imagine that's not going to be uh, an easy job to do, as in just trying to organise to meet with people and stuff like that. And Especially in German. Yeah. German. <laughs> I, I was actually going to ask you that. Are you, you know, do you go by yourself or do you bring someone with you that is... You know, how good is your German? Obviously, living in Germany, your German is going to be somewhat... No? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I do lessons. Like, I have lessons twice a week. Um, but it's, who would have thought? It's just not an easy thing to pick up a second language. Um, Google Translate's a thing. It's really good, except I was, <laughs> I was emailing this, um, I don't know, sports person. And I Google Translated my sentence and sent it off. And she's like, can you please be clearer and specific at what you mean? And I Google Translated it back to see, like, what it was and I asked asked for a parking field instead of a playing field <laughs> I was like oh I need help yeah, <laughs> like, well, we it was either when we spoke to Berlin or Ryland we mentioned that uh, the high school I went to did 
German was the language you had to learn for year seven and eight. And I know maybe four words from German because I just could not understand. I just couldn't get my head around the language and it was just too hard. Looking back on it, I sort of wish I'd paid more attention, but as a 13 and 14 year old boy, it was just like <laughs> paying attention. So, yeah. but yeah, we, I couldn't get my head around it. We did speak to my mate, Tim, who's been over there for what, four years now and he's still yeah. struggling to get his head around learning it. And he spends a, an hour every day trying to learn it. So, um, yeah, I can't. I couldn't imagine trying to learn it. Yeah. So, so you mentioned we spoke to Tim. So so far from Germany, we're speak. We've now spoken to you, uh, the Berlin Crocs, Rhineland, and Munich. And in all clubs that we've spoken to, we've had a woman representative talk to the club. And when we spoke to Tim, who's the national coach of the German Eagles, the woman, one thing that we admire, myself and Rifty admire very, very much about the. Uh, Germany football is the passion that the women have for the sport and from doing this podcast I feel like the German women and it's uh, footy in Germany are the ones growing the game the most in the women's side of things in my opinion so yeah. I tip my cap to you guys for all that yeah I agree we've got some really really strong leaders and some really really good inspirational people around Germany that are just so keen which is amazing uh, it's, it's fantastic and We've, um, well, in recording this, we've just put up an expression of interest for a coach for our inaugural women's team for 2021 and trying to get a women's team off the ground uh, next season. So we understand, we know how important women's footy is before we started doing this podcast, but since we've started doing this podcast, we've realised that it's important, but it's even more important than anybody, I think anybody in Australia actually understands how important, even when we spoke, I listened back to that episode with, um, Ollie Howard, the chairman of AFL Europe today, and even he was talking about how much the women's football is, you know, the, one of their main driving points for AFL Europe to help grow the game in Europe. So, but anyway, I thought I'd give you know, AFL Germany a massive shout out for everything they do for women's football. And yeah. you know, as as a woman in Germany, you should be very proud of what your country and your um, league are doing. So, obviously, you, you only knew. Have you had much chance in trying to get some sponsors or anything like that? Um, not really. Um, with lockdown, we have after training, we have a, a, we go to a different pub every week to try and like, and we have a score rating system. So like, um, you know, the price and the range of the beers, the the um, proximity to training, the food menu, if it allows dogs, the screens for future watching <laughs> watching different games. And so we're trying out all the different pubs in the area until we can sort of pick one, and then we'll approach them. But I think. We've come down to, I've, I've emailed all the Irish bars in Leipzig because I think they're, they're sort of um, the closest kind of culture to Aussies over here. Um, there is an Australian bar here, but they didn't want to open up for the a grand final. Um, so we're like, no. Nah. <laughs> no, they, they, they call Aussie themselves an Aussie bar. No. I, I don't know if it is or just run by an Australian. Um, well, either way, either way, it's piss poor effort. If, if it is, Unless they turn around and say, we're going to give you money, then a great pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably worth an email. <laughs> but um, what, if yeah. he's an Aussie, I'm I'm guessing he's bloody New South from Wales New South or Wales or Queensland. He's a dickhead. So. <laughs> yeah. But one of the things you should be keeping track on when you're scoring them is the physique of the people coming into the pub. Because if you're at a yeah. pub and you've got these strapping lads coming in that are fit, you, know, you can always, you know, that, there's a way to recruit people coming in, or even yeah. just younger people, or people that look like they, you know. A, can take a, 
Yeah, like, what did was it Berlin Crocs that called them their club a bunch of misfits? Is it Berlin? Nah, that was um, Seattle, I think. Wasn't oh it? yeah, oh, my apologies. Yeah, I nah. feel like I feel like Ber- no, see, I got a Colts, a Colt. Yeah, I, I feel know, like I feel like one of the German yeah. clubs said they're, they're just a bunch, bunch of, of misfits. Yeah. So you said the people look like misfits, and yeah. yeah, we really are. And then like we don't we don't have a lot of Germans, but we have a lot of internationals. There's like I think there's at least eight different nationalities in the team. So yeah, we kind of fit into that sort of outsider misfits kind of thing. I need to crack into more Germans. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got some time to to get recruit some more players for for next season, and hopefully you can. Hit yeah. up a few more bars and you know, try not to get catfished on Tinder. But um, <laughs> so, how how long have you actually played footy for yourself, and what position do you play? Uh, I only started last year, so uh, I moved to Scotland um, in Edinburgh, and um, just someone messaged me off like Aussies in Edinburgh saying, "Do you fancy again footy?" And I was like, "Love footy, live and breathe it at home, but never played." Um, so I came down for the Haggis Cup, played like four games in a row and I've never been so sore. And it was freezing, like it was thermals and it was raining. And oh, the next day I was like, what have I done? Um, but I absolutely loved it. And I loved like the culture of the clubs as well. It really is like a family, like footy away. Oh, I'm actually, I'm not sure because I've never been a member of a club at home, but it really is like a home away from home. Um, so then when I moved to Germany, I didn't know anyone, had to make friends. I was like, oh, I'll just start a footy team. <laughs> um, but so position-wise, like I've only really played a couple of games. But in Scotland, I used to play rock because I was the tallest. I'm not tall. I'm like 170 centimetres. Um, and then, I don't know, winger, left half, wherever. <laughs> yeah, nice. So it's good that you've... Uh been able to play the game uh, you know after being a supporter of it for so long and you're 100 right and again we chat chatted to the guys from afl europe um it's something that we sort of take for granted over in australia when we are part of a footy club is that it is quite unique to australia the, the sort of club atmosphere that we have compared to a lot of other sports around the world that you know that they're on a social level they don't quite have the same club and family atmosphere that we do at footy clubs and uh it's probably the best part about footy that's been exported all around the world is is uh, you know you can start up a club in germany or go find a club somewhere else in germany or all around europe and, and get that sort of sense of family and um community and and a little bit of taste of taste of home away from home definitely so obviously you've uh, haven't played an official game yet, but uh, when you get you, you do order your new kits. Is there a certain number that you would want to be wearing? Oh, um, yeah, I'm not too. I have 17 as my bloods one, um, and I kind of like that. I kind of I don't know why. Always been a number, but I'm very much. I don't have a really strong affiliation with a certain number. I'm happy to let other people choose. And then I think that's how I got it in the bloods that came out and everyone was writing and I was like, yeah, that number's left. So, but 17 is Kennedy. So I was pretty happy with that. You're up, mate. So, um, well, so I guess you, 
you follow the West Coast Eagles then and you're not... You oh, sorry. Yeah, my apologies. <laughs> you didn't jump over to Fremantle and... No. No, no. I'm from the country. Um, and in boarding school, our head of boarding must have been like... Um, some sort of members of the Eagles. And we used to go up, like it was a couple hour bus journey to go to Perth to watch the game for like $2, which I have no idea how we did that. But he was an Eagles fan. So I became an Eagles fan through that. And then definitely got into it in my adult years. Yeah, I was nice. a quarter member, shall we say. I shared my membership with a few people. Um, so I could go once a month, which was still pretty cool. Oh, that's very nice. And they're definitely the better West Coast, uh, better, better Perth team to follow. You, uh, you, know, you end up throwing your hat at TVs if you follow that other team. Look, they're like it's probably my third team. I went for them in the grand final. It just, yeah, I, I like, I feel for their fans. Like I really do. <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never been a big fan of West Coast, but I now hate West. Uh, sorry, not West Coast, Fremantle. Sorry, I've never really been a big fan of Fremantle. They've always just been a no interest to me, and then. As Rifty says, you throw your TV, you had it at the TV. So one of my best mates is a Fremantle fan. And uh, when they played Essendon, I think it was last year, he uh, cracked the shits and threw a hat at my TV and actually smashed my TV. So <laughs> th- thankfully, thankfully, it was my TV out in my uh, outside area. So it wasn't my big fancy TV. But yeah, so ever since then, I've uh, been a, a hated West Coast with a uh, Fremantle with a passion. So. They broke your TV. Yeah. So um, I also apologise to you, Rifty. I had skipped over a question. So my apologies. That's, that's why you, I, was, I was trying to work out why you were staring at me. I'm like, ah, your turn, brother. <laughs> and, um, and mate, West Coast endeared themselves to every other football supporter when they beat Collingwood in a grand final and destroyed. And uh, one of our good friends and pl- uh, players of our club, who's a West Coast supporter, said, he would go back in time just to watch that game again live just to see Collingwood fans get their hearts broken again. Oh, yeah, mate. It was amazing. <laughs> we actually had um, like a, a club social uh, a few weekends ago and we had everyone over to the coach's house um, to watch a game because we're like, we probably should show you this game. Um, but it was just a really like a bad round of footy. There was no good games to watch. So we're like, 2018 grand final? <laughs> like, <laughs> so I was like, but we were watching, we were trying to teach them the rules of the game, but it was so like, it was such a nail biter of a game that we kind of just went, just watch it. You just have to watch it. <laughs> like, amazing game. All right, Going so out in Perth that night was incredible. Yeah, well, that, that would have been something uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Um, but who's, who's your favourite player of all time? Oh, that's a really, really tough question. I thought about this one for a while, but like it kind of is Mark Lacroix because I won a picture of him in a silent auction. <laughs> and so he was like up on my wall. Um, so I probably would say Mark Lacroix and would be my favourite. He's yeah, the second didn't... time. You, he's come up twice yeah. this week. Has he? Because yes, I don't he think he's people, like he wouldn't be a first choice. Like I could definitely say no, like, that's, that's why he... We chatted boof. to somebody. Boof. Was it Boof? It was Boof, yeah. Because yeah. he got stuck in the mid about him kicking like 15 goals against Essendon one day. Oh, I think about that. Yeah. We'll go with 15. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, we were a bit thrown off by it. We're like, oh, okay. Mark Lecrae out of like every West Coast player. And we've had some, had some pretty big superstars yeah, over some, the time. Some half yeah. players. <laughs> some 
couple of Brownlow medalists yeah. and not just the bloke that's kicked a lazy 11 against or 12 against Essendon. Take him. No, yeah, I think he's just been consistently there through my football watching yeah. days. Like he was kind of around when I first started and he's just been there. And I don't know, like he's a, he's a little guy, right? So yeah. he needs to get. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I always, I, I used to not enjoy him coming up against Essendon just because he used to always sort of do a number on us most of the time. He'd, he'd always kick a couple on us and it was always just enough to piss me off. So, yeah. No, he's a handy player, but all right. And don't, don't give the same answer as Book with this one. But if <laughs> we've decided to put in this question that we ask our players, and if you could go back in time and attend any sporting event in history, where would you go? Any sporting event in history? Yeah. Oh, that's bloody hard. <laughs> um, like, is it bad to say that I would like to just go back to 2018 and I could attend no. that grand final? Because <laughs> like, I think, but sporting event in history, like hockey is my original sport, but I don't know. Or like, but would I like to like go like to the first Olympics and travel back to like? <laughs> well, we spoke to I think it was Decky from South South Dublin, and that was his his thing was the. Well, um, I don't know if it was the first Olympics, but uh, one of the first modern-day Olympics to say that he was there for the very first one. And it was like, oh, yeah. actually, I've never actually thought about it like that. Most people were thinking would get, you know, certain, like, like we did with our players, certain events, certain um, events. So it'd actually be like, oh, just this because of this reason. It's like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, All right. Nice. Go yeah. back to the Olympics. Go to the first one and watch the whoever, Spartans, throw javelins and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I um, feel like you can see multiple sports this way yeah. rather than just the one event. Yeah. It's, it's smart. Yeah. Pretty sure Edwin Flack was also Australia's first gold medalist, mate. Who? Edwin, Edwin Flack, I'm pretty sure. That's a nice, nice useless fact there. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm sitting there going, I did learn that in primary school, but I'm, I'm just going to run with it. If I'm wrong... No one's going to correct me because... If that's it's the only thing you remember from primary school, you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got nothing. Are you looking it up, mate? I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, either, well, either, either way, I can tell him to cut it out and he won't. Yep, he was the first... Oh, sorry, bear with me. Yeah, Australia's first gold medalist. What year was that? Uh, 1896. And he comes from Berwick. Oh, there you go. Which is why Edward, Edwin Flack Reserve. Which is now Barry's ground, I'm assuming. Oh, Anyway. Nice. She's got no idea. She's from Perth. She's like, <laughs> Beric, where the hell is that? Oh, I just wanted to show <laughs> Ricky. Perth, oh, Perth. Beric is about five minutes from where we live, so. Yeah, all right. Anyway, I've proven myself right today. Let's get going. Yeah, nice. <laughs> all right, it's time for you to throw some of your... Uh, teammates under the bus for us um probably won't be able to go too hard because you do want them to come back to the club and can continue to play but what do you got first that dog all right so so far out of everyone that's come down to the quackers for training who's been the class clown um probably probably the coach <laughs> probably brandon <laughs> 
All right. So how about the party animal? When you've gone to these pubs and you've gone scouting for the TVs and who lets dogs in and the best burgers? Well, I think she already answered that at the start. The coach was supposed to join us. Ah, yes. And she got a message at, what, 6 o'clock this morning of him singing along and <laughs> still having a good time. So I think. So when she mentioned when she mentioned that I went to store in the back of my head ago. When we get to this part, I'm bringing that up, and I got distracted on Edwin Flack. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's probably nobody for this, but who's a person that takes it too serious? Um. And if, if, if you want, we're happy to take people from Edinburgh as well. Oh, oh, this, this changes things a little bit. Who takes it too seriously? Oh, from my team, I would probably say David. He's amazing. Um, he's like built our goals for us and things, um, but he's played footy for years. Um, so when he's like, when we're playing our little scratch matches, um, you know, he can't help but like take a mark and maybe knock someone out a little bit <laughs> in the process. But from the bloods, who takes it way too seriously? Oh, oh I don't want to throw anyone under the bus from the bloods. <laughs> I'm passing on the bloods. <laughs> All right. All good. All good. All right. Uh, who's the person you wouldn't want to have to share a room with on a trip away somewhere? Oh. Who's our biggest, like, Ladies, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna say Brendan. <laughs> nah. Oh, good. You'll probably have an answer for that after you've actually had to do one of the trips and and uh, go on to a another. Well, we've mentioned a few times. We've mentioned the clubs that. You know, at times we're going to get clubs back on to chat to us about how they're going. So I reckon after the first handful of games that you guys get to play, we'll get you back on and you know, really dive into some of these questions. And yeah, we'll find out who the snorers are. And... Yes. Um, how about nicknames? You've got a, a good nickname down at the club at the moment? We got, like, no, the Quokkas are the best uh, name we've got. I think my worst nickname that I had the Bloods was Fanny Mark. <laughs> Because I was really, I'm not so good at catching. So I just kind of like tap it down and bring it towards me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the best one I could think of. Yeah, so we're so new. We don't have all these kind of quirks about each other just yet. It is, it's part of being a well, true Aussie Rules club is the, the second a new person rocks up, you just got to pick out their worst quality or whatever it is and give them a nickname off the back. Yeah, oh, we have or... R2, R2D2. That's because he thinks <laughs> Artois is French, so R2. Well, we, as I said, when recording this, we spoke to Austin Crows this morning and one of their nicknames, the bloke's last name was Butt. I think I can't remember what his first name was. His nickname was Seymour. And as a massive Simpsons fan, I've asked the question, I'm like, is that nickname Seymour from... Seymour Butts and the Simpson, and he's like, that's exactly how he got it. So nice. it doesn't necessarily mean it'd be their worst quality. It could just be a nice sort of rhyming slang with their name or something that works of a TV show. We've got, yeah. we've got a, we've got two blokes out of the club that 
they were rocked up the trip. Their names are Matt and Michael. They were brothers. And when they rocked up, we're like, nah, you're not getting called Matt. You're not getting called Michael. So it took us a few weeks for the nicknames. And we, ha- we had about seven other Matts and about four other Michaels. So like straight away, they've got to get a nickname. Every other Matt's got a nickname. So, so we're trying to work at the nicknames. And as Michael was a, quarter, quarter, a tall, skinny bloke, naturally sticks being the stick and because they were brothers it was okay your brother's gonna be called stones so we've got sticks and stones nice so yeah that's one of the more pc nicknames that we can talk about <laughs> love it <laughs> I've, I've mentioned this nickname to a few people throughout our travels the bear trap he's uh self-proclaimed giving himself this nickname but i do want it to take off somewhere i want it's, it's a good nickname, and I reckon if you find somebody that fits the mould of a bear trap, I reckon you could get that one going over in Germany somewhere. So how, how he got it was he literally tackled a bloke. Did he, no, he just knocked him out. Did he knock him over or did he tackle him? No, well, he just said, my tackles are like getting caught in a bear trap. Ah, that's right. And then he hit a bloke with a, a bump one time and said, you just got bear trapped. <laughs> And then Mind we're you. like, we're like, this nickname's not sticking, mate. You're not giving yourself this nickname. It's not going to happen. We're not a, it's, we're not having it. Then we went on a uh, pre-season trip. camp, and they were doing an obstacle course, and he just happens to climb over this thing, and they're taking a little video, like, let's send this video to the boys. And as he's climbing over, he goes, bear trap. And then jumps down. And as he jumps down, he sprains his ankle on a, on a thing. So he's on the ground going, ah! So we've just got this video of him going, bear trap, ah! <laughs> uh, that's, we're like, all right, now your nickname can stick. Because yeah. we have a but, clip that is going to live on forever. But, but mind you, when he goes to the bike, you've just got bear trap. So bear trap is, it'd be 6'5". Six four, six five. At the time, he'd been knocking on the door of 120, 130 kgs. He since then has lost quite a fair bit. But the bloke that he knocked over would have been no bigger than five foot, and you know, 50, 50 kilo, dripping wet. So it was a bit of a, a bit of the top. But anyway, the bear trap's going to get a bloody big head amount of times we mention him, mate. Oh, mate, he, he does. He more... does. We know he listens though, so I'm happy for that. Happy to. It's not that he get a big head. For us mentioning him it's it's more that he'll get upset if we don't mention him so True. that's why we've got to keep mentioning because he does but he'll like, all, so but he'll also get upset when we keep bringing up the story so it's uh yeah it works both ways works both ways but he does like to consider himself the media man of sandown so he hasn't been liking that we're taking over that mantle so we do have to make sure we mention him and the, um, the first episode we'd done of this it was he briefly interviewed me and the second interview was with the bear trap and we've got him on, like, yeah, welcome to our first guest. He's like, oh, I'm, number, I'm episode one. It's like, I don't know, you're episode two. And he pretty much cracked the shits, wasn't going to do it anymore. He's like, well, I'm not the first episode. I'm not doing it. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> but then it got to the point where he wanted to redo it because his lighting wasn't right and everything wasn't perfect. So he's a, he's a bit of a prim- primidoma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it turned out he just had his dimmers turned down and didn't know how to turn them up. So... <laughs> I hope you didn't give him another interview. You have uh, time for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love our bear trap, but um, we've bought Speaking of the bear trap, with... speaking of the bear trap, what's uh, I think he's waiting for us, mate. It's, it's yeah. beer o'clock over here. Yeah. Um, 
Thanks heaps for joining us. Uh, we do appreciate you taking the time. Um, your social media, what, what social media do you have that we can share along so everyone can follow along your journey as you get started? Yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Leipzig Quackers. Um, yeah, look us up, come down. We would love to see new faces. Yeah, nice. We'll um, hopefully you get to play some games. Or, you know, if you don't get to play any as the Quackers, maybe head down to Cologne and play some with the, uh, the Cologne League down there and say hi to me, mate, Tim. Um, but yeah, best of luck with everything and, and we'll get that dog to get on the, um, the suburban footballer for you to. Yeah, to, that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, awesome. Thanks again for joining us and take care. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP.